Today's episode is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. The goal of the CSB is to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity, all the while maintaining both accuracy and readability. With beautiful designs and multiple study Bible options, everyone, from adults to teens to children, could find a CSB Bible that they enjoy. Learn more at csbible.com. Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Kai and Chris Fuller. And on today's episode of Real Talk Christian, we're talking about the unlovable. We're going to talk about who the unlovable are and what does it mean to love the unlovable as a Christian. You ready to do this thing, Fuller? Let's go. Wow, I've been practicing for the Engedi music video oh. video or music fest videos too much because I was like, "Let's go." Well, I kind of stuttered a little. I was like, "Welcome to Real Talk." It was, it was, it was interesting, but my friend. The funniest part of that whole intro is when you almost forgot to hit the record I button. Almost, dude. I'm You're not like, all right, I'm ready. I'm like, oh, <laughs> can, can we let the people know about our secret, our RTC secret? I think we've told them our secret. Oh, we many have. Times, we don't record every single week. Well, we used to, but we used then, to. then it got exhausting. We got crazy busy with everything. So now we try to batch record, and uh, so yeah, it's just wild. <laughs> it's been about three, four weeks since about we last four weeks. Yeah. And, and in, in those four weeks, so far, I have gained a brother-in-law because my you sister have. married um, Joe, who Joe is a podcast listener. Hey, Joe. And not only did I gain a brother-in-law, but I actually performed the wedding for them as well. I performed the ceremony, and I made my sister. Everyone else was quiet, and she was dying laughing during their vows. Did you do I the? Crushed it. Did you do the Princess Bride like? They are I, 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 I usually do. Malice. Well, I didn't know if they were going to get that. No, I, I normally do that for the beginning, um, but no, I was doing the vows, and they did very traditional vows. You know, uh, like um, in sickness and health, for better, for worse, for richer, for poor. And, and then, at the end, what did you throw in there? Because that was funny. for a man's vow. I said, you know, for richer, for poor. With hair, without hair, and the whole place just lost it. Uh, and we're talking like, ha, ha, ha. Okay. And everyone but, stopped. But and then explain Amanda why. kept laughing. Explain why. Explain why? Explain why you did that, right? Are you going to make me call out this man's business in front of everybody? No. I was oh, more I talking gonna... about how oh. tense she was. And you were <laughs> I like, thought, I, I got to try to make I her laugh you were here. Gonna, I, I thought you were trying to throw me no, on the bus calling Joe but Bald. Obviously, it's on your mind. It, it is on my mind. Um, <laughs> Joe, you're always let's on Let's put it this mind. way. My hair right now is so glorious that I could cut it off and then give Joe a lot and I still be okay. Poor Joe. I, I would be okay. But no, but, but like during the vows, like like Joe said, feel free to have a little bit of fun. Amanda was like, don't be too much fun. But Joe was like, Mark, just be you. So <laughs> this was not written in the wedding script, right? And so I was looking at my sister and she just looked super tense. And I was like, do I roll? Do I do it? Do I not? And you rolled. And I said, screw it. Let's do it. And so I said it and it nailed it. The question absolutely is, absolutely nailed it. Is when you do something funny in the middle of a vow. Does that eradicate the vows? Is that good luck or bad luck? Like, you know, shoving the cake in your face, that's considered technically bad luck. Really? 
It I is. did not know that. It's considered bad luck. I, I had no... Really? There's like a... Janelle told me one time, she's like, did you know this blah, blah, blah percentage of people who shove cake in each other's faces end up getting divorced? And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, so you better not shove cake in my face. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if she's just pulling my leg or... So am, am, am I part of that statistic? <laughs> oh, wow. We just went there. I am a... I, yeah, Did wow. you burn yourself there? I just you, did. You just burned yourself. I did. But no, they are really sweet. But dude, so at the reception though, right? So we were at this hotel, gorgeous sure. ballroom for the reception. That was some of the best eats I've ever had, dude. They had this like... I'm sorry. Use words that are in the dictionary. What did you just say? The food was amazing. There you go. The okay. best eats. It was, it was slapping, bro. Like, it was legit. So, wait, wait. Hold on. It was slapping. Ha- hang on a sec, bro. All right. I can, I can get behind the bro. All right. You can get behind slapping? No. No. <laughs> it was fire. How about that? You know that term. It was fire. That was your d- day and age. Fine. It was tasty. It was yummy. This is why it was there are people eating Tide Pods. Sorry, but, uh, but no, the food was absolutely incredible. The, you know, the sure. ceremony was a whole lot of fun to do. Uh, this was the first time that all of my mom's sisters had been in the same place in the last wow. like 15 years, I think. So it's kind of a family reunion for the McLaughlin cool. side of the family. The, the who? The McLaughlin. The McLaughlin. Uh-huh. I like that. McLaughlin. Um, so, but it was weird. I had a moment. I, 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 tell me if you remember having this moment where I'm sitting with all my uncles and I'm like, I'm having, an, not just having an adult conversation, but I'm sure. one of the adults hanging out with my uncles, watching my kids play. And the last time we were all together, I mean, not you were the quite kid playing. I was the kid playing. That's or crazy. I was like the teenager just kind of figuring things out. But now I'm like having real adult conversations with my aunts and uncles, wow. with my kids. And I had a surreal moment because, you know, most of the time it's like you just do your day to day. And I sure. girl, like my mom, I never really had that moment because she's always been there. But this was one of those moments where I was like, whoa. Like my aunts and uncles are just here. That's the moment you it's go, just cool. man, my hips kind of hurt. Now. Man, I'm cool. getting old. <laughs> it cool. I mean, I got to catch up with every single one of them. And, and you cool. know, not every uncle was able to make the trip up. Sure. Uh, I got one uncle who's not doing so great health wise. So he wasn't able to make the trip up sadly, but you know, it was really cool. Just hanging out with all of them. It was a good old time. Nice. And now they're in Munich, Germany, sending me pictures of beautiful churches. And I am not happy about it. Well, cause I'm here in South Bend. You know what? That's, a, <sighs> you know, what is that? Uh, jealousy is a sin. <laughs> is it really jealousy or is it more of I'm happy for you, but but stop. <laughs> you know, Not really. Keep sending me pictures, Joe. I that, love it. That's when you just block numbers. That's when you just block them. <laughs> All right. So anyways, oh, we got goodness. a new thing that you want to try I tonight. Do. So we have done so many different games just to get to know us a little bit. The Would and You Rathers if Party If you're cues. new to the podcast, this is something that we've been doing since almost the beginning of the show, right? Yeah, we, we started doing it, I don't know, probably halfway through the first season. But it'd be like, hey, you know, people keep asking to get to know us more. We'll just go ahead and throw it out yeah. there. You know, and whatever. we've been growing our Facebook group and get to know those people it's more. But awesome. it's still fun for us to have the fun sure. questions. So rather than do what we have done, which is we've done questions in a box. We've would done party you, cues. Would you rather's. And we've done would you rather's. Sure. I have a never have I ever. Never have I ever. And so this is the teenage version because the adult version was not. It was, <laughs> it was a little, it was a little it inappropriate was for the podcast. Very bad. It was a little inappropriate. Um, funny, but inappropriate. So this is the no, teenage selection. This is the teenage selection. So All right, let's go. Never have I ever slept overnight in a car. Have you? Oh, I have. Really? Yeah. I've slept overnight on a park bench outside of an airport. Yes, sir. What, which airport? Uh, in Sanford, Florida. Hmm. They close at airport. like 11 o'clock at night, and they don't reopen till like 5. And you were well, stuck. I got dropped off there because I didn't want to leave my car and pay the outrageous parking fee. 
and they dropped me off. I thought it was going to be open all night. I was going to be able to just take a nap. Just take a nap inside, like South Bend Airport, right? No, they go, we're closed. And I go, I guess I'm sleeping on the park bench. And then I had a cop roll up on me, like asking to see my boarding ticket and like my identification. He thought I was a homeless guy. It was interesting. Wow. That what year was that? 2012. Wow. Okay. So a while That's ago. That's pretty cool. I don't think I've ever slept in a car overnight. No. I don't think. Well, dude, it's the best. I, I feel like I mi- <sighs> We used to take road trips and we're like, my dad would pull off into cornfields and we'd like sleep overnight. He'd get drive till he got tired and then we'd pull off. Well, but yeah, as a kid overnight sleep. trip, sure, maybe. But no, I don't think I've ever actually slept in a car overnight intentionally. Never have. Uh, All right. Next one. Next one. All right. Um, that's dumb. Everyone has never have I ever lost my phone. I always lose my phone. Well, that's why you, I have a watch. You have to quantify losing phone, like misplacing for a reasonable amount of time. Yes, losing it completely. No, I've never done that. Nope. I've now I have completely lost an iPad. I sat on top of the no, car and drove off, and the iPad that. was just gone. All right, never have last I ever. one. Right, okay, here we go. Last one. Never have I ever broken into a no trespass zone. This is I have never done that. Now, that shocks me. I thought I you would have back I in know. the day. No, I've never done that. Everything is on limits in Niles, Michigan, folks. Everything. Yeah, there is no, <laughs> no there is trespassing no, signs. No trespassing signs. They're like, hey, come on over and I'll shoot at you. And if you can escape, then you well, you live to see another day. I was always too scared to get caught. So really? intentionally, have I ever gone into a no trespassing zone? No, yeah. I've always stayed where I was supposed to. Sure. I think the only, like the most risky thing I've ever done is when like the, the McDonald's playhouses, like when the things are open and you get to go underneath where the workers go. That's probably the most risky I've ever done. That's, that. that's technically like a no trespass. It is. And that's what I was saying. Like that's probably the riskiest thing I did when I was you a kid to do that. Sinner. Shall not pass. <laughs> you shall not pass. You shall not pass. All right. But anyways, uh, that was a great oh, set of questions. But uh, what are we drinking tonight? You know, we're drinking a mosh like a, a mosh podge, is that the right word? Well, we started off right, so with that. We were up in Kalamazoo. This is apparently Joe and Amanda's favorite coffee shop, or one of them. It's pretty good. So it's from Water Street Coffee Roasters, which we drank Water Street before on the show, the sure. dark roast. But I, I bought two different roasts. Um, I don't remember what the other one that I bought was. I just found a light roast. Um, oh, oh, I bought a light roast Ethiopian that I'm excited to crack open. But we're drinking the Bali Blue Moon coffee, right. which you said you've roasted before. We, we've actually drank it on the podcast like two years ago. I roasted some, and we had it. See, I don't even remember it, man. Well, that's because it was. we've had a lot of coffee since then. We've had a lot of coffee. Including, we're going to be drinking uh, this special gift that we got well, from one of our I do want to say, this, oh, I'm this sorry. one is phenomenal. This Bali it's Blue Moon, it's a it's good morning good. sipping coffee. It's not great in the evening. It's, I'm just uh, going to be honest Yeah, with you. it's not a dessert coffee. It's no. not very mouthy, velvet. Tea, nope, but it's it's, it's like okay yeah it's bright. Right. this is what i like about it dude so check this out so i also have never had it the way you made it i've always done oh i've, the never, I've never done the chemex style so it's a little stronger with the chemex but i like this where it talks about the cupping notes but it even tells you ideal breakfast coffee it is and a it's breakfast a tangy yep. acidity and that's why i bought it so it was really yummy moving on to a special thank you yeah, from our friend cool jim that's all I got. There's no last name. Just, just Jim. Jim. Did you so, give him our address or something? I don't remember. But Jim <laughs> sent us some coffee from Big Island Coffee Roasters. From? Hawaii. We got it's Hawaii actually, coffee, baby. It's a Kona coffee from Hawaii. I love it. And the, 100%. And the notes that uh, Jim sent for us, it says, you fueled me with food conversation. With food conversation? Nice. You fueled me with food conversation, and now it's time I bet you're to supposed fuel to say you. Good. I bet you're supposed to say good. <laughs> <laughs> to fuel you with good coffee. 
It's supposed to be a good conversation. I'm, I'm sure it is, but does that, that says food. <laughs> so, but so this isn't coffee we can drink yet, So right? this is actually green coffee, which I'm actually excited about because I've never roasted Kona coffee. And so I'm going to get a chance to roast the Kona coffee, and we're going to drink it on the podcast. I'm excited. Now, so I have a question, though. At the top, there's like a score, like a rating. Yes, I didn't read it. Uh, well, it just coffee review, 93 score. points. I'm guessing that's out of 100, but it's 100% Kona coffee. So the the cupping notes on this, if I roast it right, is going to be caramel, cacao, plum. Which, what's cacao? Cacao is like, isn't that like chocolate? Uh-huh. Like before it's chocolate. It's like the cocoa bean before. It's like cacao. It's like the cacao pie. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong. We're just going to drink but it. But black cherry, apricot, blossoms. So it's going to be... A phenomenal roast. I'm actually probably going to try to roast this next week, so when we get back together, we can drink some of this. I'm excited for this, man. So yeah, it's going to be phenomenal. But Jim, thank you. You See, know what? There's a lot of people out there who are like, "You guys are great," but then there's another class of awesome people that like are you, like, Rodney Buse, and you. Here's Jim. coffee. We've had a, we've had Sabrina send us coffee from oh, Canada. We've had great. Rodney send us all different kinds from Virginia Beach. We've had we Jim so send us some stuff. We always forget homeboy's name who sent us the bicycle coffee. That was really good. That, oh, that crap was amazing. Yeah. We've had uh, the Fathom coffee from Rodney Buse. Yep. Uh, who else? Wasn't it? Uh, uh, it wasn't Andrew Wood, was it, that sent us coffee? Who was it? Nope, that? Andrew Woods never sent us coffee. Uh, Coat bought us. Coat, that's what it was. Coat, yeah. Coat sent us up some, and he sent me a V60. That was dope. Yeah. Yep. Um, that I kind of hijacked. You know, you did hijack I, 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 that. I have the clever drip on my on my like gift list that I want from Beth now because of you. Thank you. So another <sighs> coffee wonderful. contraption. Yes. Um, but no, we've had other people send it from Michigan. We've had coffee everywhere. From we've had all over. We've the had place, co- man. and we thank every single one of you. And if you want to send us coffee, just let us know, and we will let you know what address to send it to. Yeah. How about actually, that? We actually have a business address. You can just send it to. You can actually just Google Real Talk Christian Podcast. I think the address pops up. Did you put your personal address in there? Huh? No, it's a business address. What's the, what? What is the business address? The business address. I don't even know what the business address is. I didn't know it's the address. That's the business. address. I just had to flip my 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 my, my business that I run from UPS to a different UPS, and they screwed me over, so I had to cancel that one and go to the USPS. So I have a PO box now. So that's exciting. Nice. That's Anyways, awesome. <laughs> uh, we have one last bit of housekeeping, which is kind of sad that uh, we're already at fourteen minutes. And we're trying to keep this short, which it'll never happen. But this one, I, I I'm not reading this one. Nope. Mm-mm. I'm gonna read it. All right. So this one comes from Pi three three zero, and it's entitled "Empty Cup to Be Filled." Mm, yum, like a cup of coffee. Yum. Mm. Uh, as a quote unquote rewinder, as often referred to on the podcast, yep. I'm going. I'm gonna be upset. When I get to the newest episodes, because I listen to almost five a day, (laughs) this podcast has helped me fuel my day and has filled my spiritual cup. Fuller and Mark really discuss the topic with biblical lenses and make you think. If you have any question or doubt on the topics discussed, then you won't be left with many questions after listening to the episode on that topic. I am leaving Mm -mm. sixth here Mm -mm. so Mark can read it. You got to read it at least. Mm -mm. And Fuller can laugh. Mm -mm. (laughs) And they go down a rabbit trail. (laughs) Basically. I seriously love this podcast, and I am sure you will too. Also, with as much coffee as they discuss, I may or may not have bought more coffee supplies to enhance my experience. But what supplies did you buy? You got That's the question. You should go to Facebook. Go in the Facebook group and go to the face or uh, the Real Talk Christian Podcast Community yep. group and let us know what you got. And we, I'm not reading that sinful word. I'm not doing it. What's nope. the word? 
Nope. Just for the listeners. Nope. Say uh, it. Speaking of Sith. Say it. Speaking of Sith, <laughs> yeah. have, Rabbit Trail, have you watched any of Kenobi yet? Oh, dude. I have not. Do not ruin it. I haven't had time. Oh. I haven't even had time All to right. think. Let's dive into I this. I did watch the newest Top Gun. Uh, not the newest one. I watched the old OG Top Gun in preparation for the new one, though. I, I watched a, the OG one for the first time ever last night, and it was amazing. I have a problem. <sighs> Here goes the Rabbit Trail. I have a problem because of the Scientology beliefs of Tom Cruise watching things because of the things he said. And it's just like all I hear now, no matter what character he's playing. But did you realize, even with him just being Maverick, did you realize Iceman Val Kilmore? Yep. Yep. Played Batman. Yep. Actually, actually was, I was like, I know that name. I know the name actually Val Kilmore, has throat cancer. Really? And has been struggling with it and has to like a little hole in his neck where he has to like plug it to talk. And he talks like this because of that. And so in the new Top Gun movie, his son Val Kilmore's son sounds so much like Val Kilmore did when he was younger. He actually voiced Val Kilmore's parts. Why Val Kilmore acted it out? No way! Yeah. Oh, that's pretty. That's cool. pretty cool. I'm gonna watch the movie just for Val Kilmore. Just for Val. See, I I, I enjoyed it. I mean, now, well, I've I seen, won't lie. Young seen, Tom Cruise has a face that's very punchable. Like it's kind of a <sighs> kind of jerky. Is it unlovable? But that's a good transition <laughs> into the conversation. But no, I, I would say I, I, I finally. <laughs> but I finally watched the OG Top Gun. I have not watched Jerry Maguire yet. That's not what? the list. Nope. Never watched Jerry Maguire. How can you not say, you had me at hello, if you don't haven't watched Jerry Maguire? Because I don't say that. You should. I say things like that food slaps. You know what? You might actually, you know, very thoroughly enjoy watching that with Beth. I think I think I will. Especially so. with the nature of like the like the, the okay. sports agent and okay. stuff like that. So Frank, Focus. Bring it in. All right. So we're talking about bring the unlovable. The unlovable. Am I unlovable? No, you are very lovable. Oh, but thank you for sucking up. All right. <laughs> well, that's not suck up. You are very lovable. 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 So how can we love the unlovable is the topic in which we broach tonight. I love it. Set it up, homie. So this actually came from a listener who left this question via email. And uh, oh, I think I missed this one. I don't know. But I put it in the queue. Uh, and I love so, how our wives are both texting. I, by the way. I just saw that. I was like reading <laughs> both it. Both of our wives are popping up on our iPads. So, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, loving the unlovable is the topic of the night. Okay. And uh, it was sent by a listener. <laughs> I actually did not know that. I missed so, that email. Okay. Uh, first of all, I want to read just a quick little quote and then a definition. Then we'll jump into the conversation. Sounds good to me. So, uh, G.K. Chesterton or Gilbert K. Chesterton. Uh, says to love means uh, to love means loving the unlovable. To forgive means pardoning pardoning the unpardonable. Faith means believing the unbelievable. Hope means hoping when everything seems hopeless. Dang, that's a quote. Bro. And I just figured that was a good way to start this one that's off. That's a so, really good quote. Who are the unlovable? Well, according to the CollinsDictionary.com, uh, unlovable is if someone is unlovable, they are not likely to be loved by anyone. Don't you love when they use the definition? Oh, use the word in the definition yes. to explain the word? Like, come on. Uh, because they do not have attractive qualities. And so reading hmm. on, um, this talked about an array of people, right? And the okay. types of people it talked about were uh, homelessness pe or homeless people, mentally disabled people, physically disabled people, physically and mentally abused people, angry, hateful people, people you consider your enemies, people who are self-destructed to themselves, and so on and so forth. So... Just being unlovable under that definition 
covers a wide. That's topic. what I'm gonna say. It's a wide topic. Like I feel like this, there could be different levels of unlovable so, too. You know, there is a lot, and I think really we should focus in on maybe three groups, right? Okay. Rather than trying to hit every single one, which would probably take I don't know ten podcasts to do. Uh, let's focus on three groups, and the three groups I kind of want to talk about okay. is um, the forgotten, the broken, and the enemy. Oh, and okay. how do we love those three? So, um, Peter Marin uh, from home.snu.edu, and we'll put the link in the show notes like we always do, says uh, this. It's, uh, it's a little poem. It's called Passing the Buck. This is the uh, How Do We Love the Forgotten, by the way. Passing the Buck. In the first centuries of Christianity, the poor were fed, clothed, and sheltered at a personal sacrifice, and the pagans said about the Christians, see how they love each other? Today, the poor are fed, clothed, and sheltered by politicians at the expense of the taxpayers. And because the poor are no longer fed, clothed, or sheltered at a personal sacrifice, but at the expense of a taxpayer, pagans say about the Christians, see how they pass the buck. So I wanted to... You know, and that's and that's something that I feel like we've hinted, not, not really hinted at, but we've kind of like skirted around in, in some of our conversations but I feel like we need to break that thought process down a little bit too, because that's a question that I know teenagers are prone to us. Sure. You know, when you look back at when Christianity was first formed, you know, you have emperors and governors and other people, Josephus writing about what the Christians are doing sure. and, and the fact of the Christians are taking in these people that were on the streets, the widows and orphans in their despair, like right. the poor, the, the needy, the lame, the sick. The, these are the forgotten, the homeless. Right. And this the fact is, that the, the, the the early church set up deacons and what what right. was the job of the deacon to make sure the forgotten right. got food the widow the orphan those who could not take care of themselves the paralytic the right. blind they the the deacons were literally put into place to make sure everybody well, got th food this was you know? even part of the um responsibility of Stephen right the deacon, like right, he was a deacon. Right. He was one of the ones that helped feed and helped distribute the goods that the church gathered and the offering, basically. Yeah. Right? And, and you see that through that. church history with with uh, homeless shelters, with hospitals, with, yeah, with sure. education wings. So where have we lost it now, right? Where have ha, has the church um, been out at now? And, and what does scripture actually say in, in regards to this, right? Mm -hmm. So James 2, 14 through 17 says, what is what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but does not have works, can such faith save him? If a brother or sister goes without clothes and lacks daily food, and one of you say to them, go in peace, stay warm, and be well fed, but you don't give them what the body needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith, if it does not have works, is dead by itself. Now, I understand we're talking about faith and, and basically the... But it's putting uh, your money where your mouth it is. It is. That's kind of what it, this is about. And to me, James really broke it out there of, of, Hey, if you say, if you see somebody in need, a brother or sister in need, and you're like, huh, I hope you, I hope you do. Okay. And just send them on their way and don't help take care of the need. How can you say you love them? How can you say you have faith? How can you, you know what I mean? Um, and then another thing that we have to do, right. Is we're supposed to help, help take care of their needs and, and share with each other. And Paul says in 12 Romans, 12, 12, 13, through 13 rejoice in hope be patient in affliction be persistent in prayer share with the saints in their needs pursue hospitality 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 thank you we found a word fuller can't say hospitality <laughs> i can say it after i learned there he it goes again. there it is but um 
you know, there, there's some major points there, especially in 13, of share the share with the saints and their needs, right? And, and obviously the saints are talking about the church and those those in the church, but we should pursue hospitality. What is hospitality, right? And how does it pair with the forgotten? Well, hospitality is taking people into your home, caring for them, feeding them, doing these types of things. And again, the church has forgotten the forgotten. And so and I think this is where some of this conversation goes right. is we have to figure out what the you know, whenever you're doing Bible study, you got to figure out how far the cultural bridge and divide is between what we're reading. Because sure. if we're reading about something like, you know, Moses or Joshua, there's a big cultural divide. Oh, no, so the question is, is, what's what's the timeless <laughs> yeah. principle that this right. passage is communicating? And, you know, the timeless, it's it's no question is the fact of share with people what you have with them because, you know, we've sure. been blessed, so therefore we need to freely also give. Sure. But... With there being so many institutions and ways to help, well, I guess there's twofold. One is this passage is only talking about Christians, so do we only remember the forgotten Christian? And then B, you know, I'm not saying we should. I'm just saying that's that's a question that some people might ask from sure. this passage. You're trying to sure. get out of it, but then also B, there's already a lot of institutions set up, and there's also a lot of Christian centers too. Like we have Hope Resource, we have. Um, Faith Mission over in Elkhart. We sure. have other homeless shelters all around. We have food cl- like our. Uh, uh, what am I looking for? Um, food pantries that a lot, a lot of Methodist churches have amazing food pantries set up. Um, there's a lot of thrift stores that a lot of so, you know, Christians start as well. So how do we, a not just give our money, but give of ourselves and what's the truth that we're supposed to give? Well, you know? I believe what we're called to do is help those in need, right? That's, okay. that's the whole story and a big premise of the good Samaritan, right? Mm-hmm. Helping those who are your enemies, helping those, who at that point can't help themselves, right? That's what we're called to take care of the widows and the orphans. It doesn't say the widows and orphans that belong in the church. It just says the widows and the orphans. Mm-hmm. And I think too too often we as the church, we as Christians go, okay, I'm going to give my tithe to this ministry, this ministry, and this ministry. And yet we know of somebody who is in need and go, well, um, they go to one of these places and they can get help. And when the need is right in front of you, and you couldn't you help them yourself? Or you see, you're driving down the road and you see somebody with a flat tire struggling to change it, and you just drive on by. You know, too often is the church. We forget about people. We forget about the the widow, the orphan, the needy, the helpless, uh, the the mentally handicapped, the physically handicapped. I I would put them in in that category as well, because they are forgotten, right? Mm-hmm. So often uh, society doesn't want to fully deal with those who are, are struggling. And I know, and that's why our foster care system is I was crazy say, right, right now. Yeah. And, and, and you and Beth are, are such a, mm, a, a Beth, beacon of hope, Beth, Beth right? Beacon of hope. No, but you, you also agreed to go, oh, okay, this lady with five children who all have issues, not that their kids are bad, but, have issues because of where they came from, right? Where they were adopted from. Um, you, you took on that responsibility and said, I'm going to make these kids, my kids as well. And Beth said the same thing. And that's, that's being the hands and feet of Jesus, right? That's being Christ on earth and showing the love of Christ is by taking steps, right? We can't, I can't solve everything, right? I can't help every needy person. I can't, adopt every child in need, but I should try to do something, right? And so often we get too comfortable and like to sit in our little safe haven bubble Mm -hmm. and not do anything but say, 
I did my online giving. I'm good. That's my tithe. I'm, I'm, I'm straight. You know, I don't have to worry about nothing because I did my part. And it's like, well, yes, that's a good thing. That's a good thing to give your tithe, but it's time to be the hands and feet of Jesus now. So, And, and you know, there's a little tributary in the back of my head that I'm sure some listeners are hearing as well. And you and I both don't believe in the statement of God helps those who help themselves. We right. don't believe in that. But at the same time, you know, how do we handle those who aren't, I don't want to say they're just forgotten, but those who are, you know, either homeless or addicts or whatever, and they reject the help, they refuse the help, or they're just okay just living with handouts and then do it. Because, well, you know, as, as a kid, I would always feel like, well, why don't we give people money? It was like, well, the, the, the classic independent fundamental Baptist church answer was, is, well, they're probably just going to use them on drugs and alcohol anyway. Yeah, but you don't, don't know that. We don't, right? want to, we don't want to enable them. No. And I'm, that, that's where I feel like a lot of Christians in today's world, their minds go. But their minds go there before they've even had the conversation. Okay. Right? We, we see a panhandler with a sign, and we go, probably just scamming, probably just going and using for drugs, and not actually going and investigating whether there is an actual need or not, right? And it's easy to do, right? Hey, we'll work for food. You see a lot of those signs. They need money, we'll work, or whatever. You just pull up and go, hey, I got some work for you. But how do you handle people who, because, you know, like there was one time where I remember there was some people outside Chick-fil-A, and this was a story that someone else told me. It's our, our Chick-fil-A, though, and they were out there with a sign, and they I've were like it. homeless and need help. And then the, like, the Chick-fil-A owner, Lily, walked out there, and he's like, hey, I can give you a job. We can help you out. And he goes, no, I'm good. I just want handouts. Yeah. And so it's like, how do you... How how do we love the un uh, the, the forgotten when but would the forgotten you, doesn't want to be you but know would you consider that person actually forgotten are they actually help helpless and needy no, no he went that owner went and investigated and they refused and rejected at that point I would say you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink it can't make him drink it and if you try you'll drown them uh, you, you you offer the help if they reject the help that's all you've done you've done what you can do. So practical ways of rem- uh, of how do we help those who are forgotten? What would you say are some actual action steps you can take? So some action steps you could take is one, get involved with one of these organizations that are out there doing the work, right? That's mm-hmm. the very first thing that you can do, whether it's foster care, you know, the homeless shelter, you know, a church going out door to door to see if they can help do repairs on people's houses, the um, Habitat for Humanity. There, there's organizations out there, and I'm not saying everybody has to go and flood that and do that, and you're not a Christian if you don't do that. But I'm saying this is one way that we can get out there to not forget the lost and the broken. The other thing that we can do is is go to those areas like um, like foster cares and stuff like that. If we can't be a foster care ourselves, and say, hey, what are your guys' needs? Right? How mm-hmm. can I help you? Right? Because the state, yes, they, they, they provide some, but they don't provide all. No. And so how can I help you? If you know of a foster family, how can I help you? And go in and be in the hands and feet of Jesus. And says, and sometimes, you know what, all the foster kids need is some, a little extra love. You know, go play with them. Go hang out with them. Go help the parents. Let them have a date night while you watch the kids. Mm-hmm. That's another huge help. And I'll even say this. Another, I, the, someone who I think's forgotten, specifically in the church world, I think of two different groups. One are these single moms, mm. the single parents, who they... You know, they're trying to work hard. Like, the, honestly, single moms are the hardest working people I've ever met. You know, I was raised by one where it's like you have to have a job, but then you also got to raise these kids. But you got to figure out what to do with the kids during the day and this, that, right. and the other. Literally, just being their friend and going out with coffee or showing sure. up with coffee is a huge thing, especially for stay at home moms who are feel stuck with newborns. 
you know, that's one group that I feel like they're forgotten. Another one, to be honest with you, are the single adults that are in churches too. Mm. Because a lot of times churches, once you get past the college age, okay, if you if you're not married or if you're not married with kids, we don't have anything for you. I think and and I'll and I refer back to the episode that Janiel was on, right? Okay. Sometimes young adults older teens that are the churchgoers that don't really do much wrong are forgotten about. Right. And Janelle Janelle gave her whole story and testimony behind that of how she was forgotten in the church. I didn't even know that all that. So, you know, you you have to watch out because they can be the forgotten and we we need to love on them as well. Yep. And I know there's some people who are in the Facebook group who they've said that where they're like, they've been part of a part of a church for so long, but people don't always seem to notice if they're gone or they miss or or something like that. So yeah, maybe the first place to start is look around your own church congregation yep. and yeah. just go who needs a little extra love who needs to come to dinner who needs to go to lunch which yeah. that was the reason why beth chose the church that she did in knoxville is she right. showed up one time it wasn't supposed to be her church is more just like i just need to land somewhere i'm in a transition trying to figure it out right. <laughs> well her transition home ended up becoming her home home because the children's pastor showed up with food when she got these placements for her foster care right there's a family that said we're taking you in yeah we're gonna love on you come on out to the farm come hang out bring the kids we'll have a good time but i think you make a good point yeah. right it's it's it doesn't take much to look of where to find the forgotten nope look in your own backyard yep because they're everywhere and then show up at starbucks so let's move on right <laughs> so we got two two more groups that I we want it. to so the broken the broken okay. right how do we how do we love the broken and what I mean by the broken is is those that struggle from past mental and physical abuse, mm, divorce. Okay. You, you have this, right? You're one of those people that were broken for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, many others like you, those who are, are struggling addicts, are broken people. Um, and, and, and those types of lines of where they don't have the strength in themselves to stand and, and be that they're just broken on the inside, broken on the outside too. Um, so you could you could but, tie but that the man, broken. But, I'm thinking of like broken the, all someone who's got their soul crushed or yes. they're dealing with that pain. Yeah, right. So uh, Romans fifteen one through two. I'm going to read these two scriptures and then we can discuss uh, cool. fifteen one through two. Romans says, "Now we who are strong have an obligation to bear the weakness of those without strength, and not to please ourselves." Each one of us is to please his neighbor for his good to build him up. And Romans 12, 15 through 16 says, Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep, and live in harmony with one another. So both of these scriptures that that Paul wrote was talking about helping those uh, without strength who are, who are weak, who can't help themselves, right? We're supposed to build them up. And it's not always by, hey, let me fix your problem for you. But, you know, hey, if they're rejoicing, we rejoice. If they're weeping, we weep with them, right? Mm-hmm. We, we stand by them. It's that um, that brotherhood, that tribe mentality of, listen, I'm going to go through thick and thin with you. I'm going to be, uh, re- you can rely on me because I'm here with you. I'm not going to try to fix you. I'm just going to be with you. And we've actually had um, different conversations about, about this before in, in, in different episodes of our podcast mm-hmm. about how to walk with somebody who is just hurting. Um, and I think it's very important not to always try to fix, but to just be right. And you know, in Psalms 34, you read that passage in Psalm 34, 18, where the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And 
generally for those of us who have been broken, have had to walk those paths, you know, each person requires something a little bit different, you know, right. like for me, it was the fact of, I had you, I had, you know, you and Jan you and Janiel were huge. Sure. Um, one of the elders in our church, like he actually said one time, he goes, you know, you do you want me to keep sending you these verses? Cause for about, Oh goodness. I would say a few weeks straight after I found out about everything, he was just texting me verses every single morning. And he's like, you never respond to him. Like, yeah, I don't know what to say, but please keep sending them. Like, sure. They're, they're super cool. But he actually had that conversation, but you know, each person is broken, needs a little bit something different. And sometimes people don't always know that other people are broken unless you speak up and say something. Right. Mine was a little bit more public, so it was more sure. obvious. Sure. But at the same time, you know, I think of those people kind of like Jope and, and his friends. They had some friends where it's like, oh, you must have sinned. Did you do something wrong? All these different things. And you must not be righteous. And oh, look at you, Joe. Yeah. You say all these things, but where's your God? Right. Type thing. And then you got the one friend who just, you know, just sat. Right. Well, they sat. For, well, they all sat. But they then sat the for like three days. Yeah, right. Sat. But it, and they it, were there. Their physical presence helped them just know sure. that you're broken, but you're not alone because I'm here with you. And sometimes it goes past that. You know, we had a whole episode on anxiety and depression, right? And, yep. and that is considered broken. There's there's something broken and you're not like, oh, you're a broken person, but you're, you're there's something broken on the inside that you can't fix and that nobody else can fix. Um, and we had a whole episode on that of, and I think the advice would be to seek counseling, seek, yep. seek help. Um, don't be alone if you're in that position. And then how do those outside of that come alongside? And I think, you, and, and be wise in that. Like, you know, when I was going through my stuff, I sure. made, and I, I, I've never owned a gun, never really feel like sure. I need to or plan on it. I never know. But at the same time, I was like, I will never have a gun in this house and I will never have alcohol sure. in this house. So how, no point. how do we love those broken people? We come alongside them. Mm -hmm. I would say, um, you know, we, we help them with whatever they need. And when they don't have a need and haven't voiced a need, we are just there for them. Yep. Not trying to fix them, just being there for them um, and praying for them, fervently praying for them, not always praying with them, but praying for them and then encouraging for them to seek help. I, I think professional help is, is a big need for a lot of people. Some people, not so much, but that's a very rare occasion. I think most people, um, should seek out some sort of counseling or help, mm -hmm. um, if they're feeling overwhelmed, anxious, or, or in some deep depression. Yeah. And if you don't mind, you know, to illustrate this, this point, um, one of the shows that I've been watching a lot while I've been working is Hawaii Five O. And, and I don't know if you've ever seen the new Hawaii Five O with with McGarrett and Dano and all that or no, uh, uh, no, I don't okay. watch much TV. So there's one of uh, there's there's so there's the 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 crew for Hawaii Five O basically cops and one of the cops he he lost his wife like he, sure. he his wife dies because there was this whole situation and she ended up dying at the hands of for lack of better word terrorists sure and there was an episode that ha aired like a year or season afterwards and as another person in their group was, was grieving this one guy, Chin Ho Kelly came in and said, you know what McGarrett did for me, which is his boss. He said he would call me up at like midnight and just say, Hey, you awake. And they would always meet at this coffee shop. And he said, McGarrett was just there. Mm -hmm. He'd hand him a newspaper, have a cup of coffee. He goes, most of the time we would just sit there. Right. We wouldn't always talk, but if I wanted to talk, I could, if I didn't want to, I didn't have to, but he said, but I always knew that my best friend was there. Right. And sometimes that's just what people need is just to know yeah. that their best friend's there. So, yeah, you know, that, that's a good way to sum Which it that's up. That's what I, I had. Yeah, I had buddy. you, buddy. All right. Let's move on to the, uh, the final, the final group here, right? The last and final group. And I, I think that, I think this is what our listener was really more referring to of, of the struggle of loving your enemy, right? <laughs> that person that just, uh, just grinds you the wrong it's way. And you really struggle. It's easy to say really it until struggle. you have a real enemy. 
and it's just like I've tried everything. They're just not lovable. They 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 don't want. They ruin everything. They wreck everything. They're just like self destructive. They're um, what's that word that I don't like using? Toxic. Toxic. You know. Yep. <laughs> and so uh, so how do we love your enemy? I just want to read. I'm actually gonna just read two two verses here. Well, two sections. Uh, and they're both are out of Romans 12. Romans 12, 14 says, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. And then if you jump ahead to verse 17, it says, Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Give careful thought to what you do and make sure it's honorable in everyone's eyes. If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Friends, do not avenge yourself. Instead, leave room for God's wrath because it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. But if you're entering... If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For in doing so, you will heap fiery coals on his head. Do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. And I think that this is such an important verse. These couple of well, a couple of verses are so important that this is talking about someone, in my opinion, that is very, very hard, um, and just it's that bully that just keeps pounding your way because Paul's saying, hey, don't repay the evil for evil, but instead do what's honorable in everyone's eyes, right? To make sure that as that you, as, as far as it depends on you, you live peaceably with all men. And I know it's so hard sometimes, right? There's just those people that oh, want to wring their neck, but uh, that is not the right thing to do. Or pray for a bus <laughs> to come along. You know, that is and, not the right thing to do. Nope. And, and it can be anything from... Um, a coworker, a family member, uh, a friend that you have disarray with, um, an ex-spouse, a spouse. Um, it, it could be anyone, right? That person that just, they're just not lovable because X, Y, and Z. Um, and and even at times, I have been that person, right? And, and a little, little story time with Fuller. I'm ready. Um, you know, back in my early 20s, uh, I had a group of people that really loved me, and I was so self-destructive, right? Because I didn't want to listen to what they said. I just wanted to do what I do and, like, basically flip them the bird and say, screw you. Even though they were trying to love and help me, I didn't listen to whatsoever. And let me tell you something. They were still – there were some that were just still so loving, st- so loving. And then there were some who were like, well, if you say flip me the bird, I'm going to just – you can just go off and never talk to me again and – and let me tell you, those are the relationships that, that failed and struggled, but the ones that, that stuck around and loved and continued to um, live at peace as best as possible and just speak truth but be gentle and loving, those are the people I, I had respect for more and that it was really hard for me to continue to bite on, right, as a as a unlovable person. But the people that were like, ah, well, screw you. Then those people were like, see, told you, look, it's the shaming. Oh, it's the shameful mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And that I'd make fun of them and stuff like that. And those are the people that they had no say with me. But the people that were just loving and caring and honorable and tried to live at peace, no matter what I did, those are the people that gained my respect. And what did that look like, though? When, when you said they loved you and they spoke truth and, and love in that, like, I mean, obviously, this is, I, I know the you're referring to when you were starting to go down the path sure. of 
you know, and some people say path of no return. Yeah, right, sure. But when you were going through all of that, is it more the fact of they would just show up when they would show up? Is it more the fact of they it, would they it, just didn't shun you? Like, like how? It was a no matter what I said, they would always be there and just say, I love you. I love you. And nothing that you say is going to make me stop loving you. And it was like, that ate me alive. Oh, I'll show them. Nope, didn't work. Hmm. I do this. No, I love you. And listen, what you're doing, you know better. You know better. And I love you. And that's the only reason why I'm telling you that what you're doing is not good. And I'd be like, well, screw you. And they're like, I still love you. And I'm always here for you. If you ever need me, I'm always here for you. And they were. They were every time I needed them, they were always there. And that to me spoke volumes, right? And those are the people uh, I think of my godfather was one of them. Mm, okay. And he was, uh, oh, it broke me because when I ended up leaving, I moved to Florida, right? During all this this trialy days and uh and that's when he was in a motorcycle accident and died and so and i never got to say goodbye to him and like my last time talking to him was me yelling at him <laughs> and him loving on me and so it ate me alive when he passed away uh and and i have nothing but respect for that man and i still love and miss that man so um but yeah and then there's other relationships that have completely dissolved and I've never talked to people again because of how things went. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm talking about. I think that, you know, like Galatians six says, we, we talk about when you're dealing with somebody, do it in gentleness and love that you may not fall in some same temptation. I think that that st story can apply to the unlovable enemy, but then sometimes the enemy just doesn't want to hear it. And sometimes you just have to take it right. Mm -hmm. You have to, uh, don't replace evil for evil. Um, uh, because vengeance is mine, say it the Lord, but feed them, give them a drink, you know, do these things. Cause Kill a little kindness, homie. Right, exactly. Uh, and not that that should be your... you, you got to be careful because if you're like, ha, I'm just doing this so they get irritated. Now you're in the wrong, right? Right. Because now you're getting vengeance again. And I don't think it's a bad thing to have boundaries set up for certain things too, but it's more of the no. fact of as much as you are able to right. live at peace with all, you know, with, with everyone that you can. Like there are certain people in my life, <laughs> you know, where we you have to have boundaries that sure. are set up in certain areas, sure. but that doesn't give me the right to. But sometimes those boundaries, right? Th that creates peace, right? And that's what I'm saying. The boundaries create peace, right. and you know, like I was looking, you know, when when you look at a lot of family dynamics too, like between siblings, between you know cousins and whoever. Not so much with me, but because um, we we. I, I have a different upbringing, so it's, it's a little bit different. But I see other people and talking with other people. They're like, you know what? With this person, they will always be my brother. They'll always be my sister, but this is just a line that 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 we have sure. because uh, it, it's what keeps the peace with the family. And, and and that's you know you you try to work it out, and if it cannot be worked out, then I would suggest set the boundary up to continue to keep the peace. But but it doesn't give us the right to stop loving no, them and no. showing up when the time yes. comes and doing. And if they do. ever need us to show up for them, right? Because I mean, what what Jesus was even the one that said, you know. Like, you know, anyone could be friend with someone who's friendly with them, but it th those who follow me, follow Jesus, right. they will love those who hurt them and persecute them. Right. And that's generally when the Bible talks about their the enemy. And that's more so what it's referring to is sure. the people who are actively trying to to hurt you. And there are people out there, sadly, who do that. Right. You know, and so at, at the end of the day, you know, a friend can be nice to someone who are, are uh, someone can be nice to someone who's being nice back. But when someone's being a jerk to you, Rather than cutting them back and you know cutting them a new one, right? It's you know still being kind and, and grace filled and and loving and, and the best way that you can. Like it almost kind of reminds me of 
you know, when you, at least for me, when I was a fast food worker, you had those people that were just absolute jerks, terrible people. So Janelle said she had the same people that came into the family Christian bookstore. <laughs> the Christians yeah. used to be absolutely horrible. There, you know, you people like that who are horrible, and it's it's you know. Part of it was you had to be nice because right. you wouldn't lose your job. Right. But it's then I think the biggest difference that I would see is I would try to actually genuinely still serve them and not after they leave talk behind their backs. Right. Rather than the people who are like, well, if I'm going to you know, spit in their, I, we yeah. did not do this dairy thing, but people who are like, well, I should have spit in their food. I should have done this. I should have done this. It's like, nope, just turn the other cheek and keep going, yep, man. Exactly. Yeah. That's, I mean, the, the scripture I had, but we won't read it, was Luke's uh, 6, 27 through 36, where Basically, Jesus says, "Oh, that that's what I was thing. talking about." Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so to sum all this up, right? To land the plane, as we like to say here on RTC, land the plane. Because uh, at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, we're we all about love. So, <laughs> I'm going to give my final thought, and then I'm going to give you your opportunity to say your final thought. And my final my thought is actually just two quotes. I, I think it's the best way to sum it up. Uh, so, quote number one comes from um, Ashley Montague. And it says, it is not the most lovable individuals who stand more in need of love, but the most unlovable. It's true. And those all those groups we talked about. And the other one, the simple, this quote comes, and the author is KB. That's all it says, KB. You, know, you don't know who KB is? No idea. You don't know who KB is? No. He's no. a hip-hop artist. He nope. is a well, theologically Bible college trained Well, KB here is going to give y'all a little something. He has a podcast called uh, East, East Side Rabbi. West Side, I think it's East Side Rabbi or something like that. Phenomenal thinker. Dude okay. is a phenomenal thinker. So he said, if you don't think God's love for the unlovable is amazing, go try to love someone who <laughs> hates you for a day and see if that helps. <laughs> So those are my final thoughts. I like that. If you don't think God's love for the level is amazing, go try to some level love someone that hates you for, for a, a day and see if, if that helps. helps. I right. like that. You know, when it comes to loving the unlovable, I think we first need to just live with our eyes wide open a little bit. I don't remember who said that quote. And when we're looking around those who are in our own four walls of our own church, there are a lot of people who need to be loved. I don't care how big your church is or how small your church is. Right. There's people there who need to be loved. And sometimes it's a single mom. Sometimes it's just the, the one dude who's sitting by himself. If there's a single bro who's like in his 30s sitting by himself, you got to go talk to that man because he might be struggling with something. You right. don't know. And we have to live with our eyes wide open. And I like to be, I, I would hope that our churches kind of have the same mindset that that of Christ where it's like, I'm not just going to send my money, but I'm going to send myself. Right. You know, and the Christian life isn't meant to be a passive faith. It's supposed to be an active faith where we actually, like what James said, where we, we let off the whole conversation right. with, if you say you have faith, but I want to show you that I have right. faith. And I think that's where this conversation needs to end. It's just the fact of, simply put, we have to put our money where our mouth is, open our eyes, and go love this not out of some people. So that reminds me of this quote from my father-in-law's favorite theologian, John MacArthur. <laughs> and he said, love's question is never who to love because we are to love everyone, but only how to love most helpfully. We are not to love merely in terms of feeling, but in terms of service. God's love embraces the entire world, John three sixteen, and he loved each of us even while we were still sinners and his enemies, Romans 5, 8 through 10. Those who refuse to trust in God are his enemies, but he is not theirs. In the mm. same way, we are not uh, not to be enemies of those who may be enemies to us. And I thought that was That's a really good... That's a solid good, quote, man. Especially one of the fact of they're enemies of God. Right. But that doesn't mean... He's not their enemy. 
That's I like a, that. That's a big thing. So. I like that. Land the plane with that, my Let's friend. Let's land the plane with that it. one, my friend. Time for Fun Facts with February. <laughs> I love it. All right, my dude, my iPad is turned off because I did not wow. want to cheat. And oh. didn't know what the fun fact oh, is. Well, so here, let me hide I it. have no clue what the fun fact for the evening is. So I'm going to sit back and enjoy this one with the listener, my friend. So the fun fact Ooh, of... The real fun fact is it's only like 50 minutes and we're pretty much done. The fun, Well, that's yeah. That's a fun fact. That's a pretty good. That's a record almost. So the fun fact of the day is uh, you can now get a headstone with a QR code. <laughs> no. It's called a living headstone. Come on. They show pages with photos, video biographies, and comments from loved ones. It's actually kind of cool. Really? Like, that would actually be kind of cool to walk. Okay. Well, the thing so you just be like, boop. And then it's like, oh, it's like comments and video biographies. Like, that would be Especially be now, awesome. think about it. Now, since I've watched Top Gun, my mind's kind of there. But to think of, like, even, like, the military backgrounds of people. Oh, like, the people who have awesome. died in, in service or afterwards to scan the little QR code and see their what pictures, their life was like. what people were saying, maybe some videos. Like, that's pretty dope, actually. I might spend more time in the cemetery. Not really. But you could actually, what if we put QR codes and it's just like... RTC. RTC. <laughs> so what I'm hearing you say is you want to go and slap some QR codes on some people's headstones. No, I just want to slap them on ours when we go. Oh, That's, I got I, you. It's cool. I mean, technically, I can give you permission to go slap one of my dad's headstone. But can we, we should do that and put RTC stuff on it. <laughs> wow. Be like, he produced this. This glorious face and we produce the podcast so speaking <laughs> of the podcast man i don't know how else we can segue out of that but seriously guys we say this at the end of every single episode but it would mean the world to us if you leave us a review over on apple podcast we just did the 100 giveaway a little bit ago but we would love to reach that 200 milestone now yes maybe we should we, should we do a 150 milestone another giveaway at 150 well maybe 200 maybe We'll you, have to, you have to tune in to find but out. But either way, go to, if you listen to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review over there. If you're on Spotify, leave a rating because it helps more people find the show. And don't forget to check us out at the Engedi Music Festival on July 22nd and 23rd if you're in the area of Leonidas, Michigan. Southern to Southwest Michigan. It's a Southwest Michigan. So this is going to so, air before that, though? It is. Yeah. Okay, it's going to cool. not, not, yeah. We're, yeah. We'll be there. We're, we're good, man. I made sure. But yeah, go ahead and check us out on July 22nd, 23rd. We're actually going to be sitting down in a tent and having conversations. People that come yep. up, we're going to have those conversations. Those are actually going to air on the podcast of just real life conversations because that's what we say we're about. All about Real it, conversation with real people on faith, culture, and society, and we're doing we it. We can finally do it. But until then, make sure you check us out on the website, realtalkchristianpodcast.com. Anywhere on social media and our phone number, if you want to text us a question, is 574-400-5352. I had fun this week, Fuller. Me too. But until next time, take it easy.